listening to Vet Candy. Hey all, this is Dr. Jill Lopez. You may know me as the founder of Vet Candy, but do you know why I started Vet Candy? Simply put, it's because of people like you. I love that in our profession, there's always somebody new to meet. I'm really passionate about meeting new people and sharing their stories. And I consider myself fortunate to work in a field that is full of the coolest people on the planet. And that's why I created 21 Questions, to share their stories. With 21 Questions, we take a deep dive into interesting stories and topics. We talk with others in a free-formed, wide-open, relaxed conversation to not only have some laughs, but maybe to inspire some people along the way. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's go. Never give up on your dreams. These words were made famous by former President of the United States, Barack Obama. Millions of children and adults alike were inspired by his speeches about hope, persistence, and resilience. One little girl in particular took this message to heart, and that was Nonye Williams. Currently attending Virginia, Maryland's College of Veterinary Medicine, she knows all about chasing your dreams. From working in the food court at the Toledo Zoo to graduating from Ohio State University with a Bachelor of Science in Zoology and a minor in Video Arts, Nonya Williams has always worked extremely hard. I am so excited to introduce you today, my guest for 21 Questions, Nonya Williams. Welcome to the show, Nonye. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really excited. Oh, I'm, we're so excited to have you here. I love your name. I saw your name on, on Instagram and I was like, is that like a stage name or is that a real name? And it was your real name. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. It's actually um, Nigerian. So that's my name. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm not a Lopez by birth, I became a Lopez and I still don't know how to do the accent mark on my E, but you have like a little accent mark. And I bet a lot of people leave it off because they don't, I I don't know how to do it on a computer either. Like I know there's a special way, but it's like so important to have that accent mark on. Sometimes I'll actually (laughs) type my name somewhere where it pops up and then I put it somewhere else because I have to, I don't know how to do it, but I love that. Like I have an accent, it really makes it like such a pretty name. So cool. So where did you grow up? So I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, which is right on the border of Ohio and Michigan. We're right there. That seems like a real exciting place. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not really. (laughs) Not too much going on. It's not terrible. But, you know, I went to undergrad at uh, Ohio State in Columbus, Ohio. The Ohio State. The Ohio State. So how come you didn't go to vet school at the Ohio State? I unfortunately didn't get in. I got interviewed and everything, and they just didn't let me go past that point. But, you know, I'm still grateful to have gotten in any way at Virginia, Maryland. So, (laughs) well, this is a message to the Dean, Dean Rustin. Look what you missed out on, buddy. Look what you missed out on. But you know, it's, it's good to go to a different vet school than it is undergrad too. 
I think it makes it more, you know, more challenging. You meet a, a lot of different people and, you know, you get out of your comfort zone. So, so what do you think about that area? Like you, you grew up in Ohio and then now you're, are you in, it's in Virginia, right? In Blacksburg, yep, Blacksburg, Virginia, where Virginia Tech is. So that's the completely the opposite of Ohio, right? Completely the opposite. So Toledo doesn't have much going on, like I said, but Blacksburg really doesn't have anything going on. It's very much so a college town, and that is it. You drive around the town in probably five minutes. That's how big it is. But, you know, it's a definitely a learning curve, definitely different. It's a nice change of pace. It's beautiful out there. I love the mountains, but I definitely miss the city lights. Right now I'm in Atlanta, so I'm really enjoying the the skyscrapers and the cars and the lights and the pretty buildings right now. (laughs) What are you doing in Atlanta? Aren't you supposed to be in school? I am on my winter break. My sister lives here in Atlanta. So every year for Christmas, my family comes down here um, to celebrate. So I am here until next week and I'm going to enjoy every bit of it as I can. Okay, good. So uh, yeah, I bet like between Ohio and Atlanta in the winter, I would definitely go to Atlanta. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's like 70 degrees here right now, which is insane. But last week it was like 20. They get snow here too. You know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, but it for the most part, the weather is really nice. <laughs> oh yeah. They get snow every 10 years. And when they do, the whole town shuts down for like a month. So are you ready to play your 21 question game? Yes, ma'am. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. First question. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? I fell on my butt during a dance performance on stage. That's probably the most embarrassing thing. Outside of vet med, I love dance. I love hip hop, love ballroom, contemporary, everything. Oh, really? Wow. Do you take lessons even like in vet school? Do you still take lessons or do dancing? I sure do. I take uh, hip hop classes once a week and they're free at Virginia Tech. So it's my little thing to do to get out of the house. Yeah, take that, Ohio State. Take that. Yeah, I get out the house once a week and just dance and have fun. And last year, my senior year of undergrad, I was on a dance team. Um, So that was really fun. And during one of our performances, probably several, honestly, when you get up there, it's a blur. But (laughs) I messed up the choreography and I fell and I just had to get back up and keep dancing. (laughs) Well, that's good. That's what you got to do. You got to get up and keep dancing. Act like you, you know, I did it on purpose. Yeah, like this. Like start flopping around, do the worm, (laughs) right? (laughs) So cool. So what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Probably recently, um, I decided to take a solo trip for the first time ever. And I went to DC by myself for my birthday for about a week. I pretty much went to all the monuments, you know, like the Washington Mall and all the big stuff. Um, I went to the National African-American Museum for the first time. I went out to eat and got to go to a lot of different places that I've never been before. Um, Because I visited DC before, but it was for like a high school trip that was really rushed. And this time it was really nice to kind of do my own thing at my own pace. I went to the National Zoo. That was really fun. Um, I had never been there before. And I got to see one of my uh, friends that actually went to Ohio State with me. Um, He's from D.C., so I got to visit him, and that was really, really fun. So, yeah, that's probably the most spontaneous thing I've ever done. Originally, it was supposed to be a group trip with some friends, but last minute, people couldn't come. So I said, you know what? 
to heck with it. I'm just going to go by myself. <laughs> and I did. And it was the best decision I've ever made. You know, sometimes like um, you can get really great rates in D.C. and like a five star hotel, you can get it for like $80 sometimes. Yeah. If you check around. So we used to go down there, take a train down there and we would get like this. I mean, I was like, I always felt so weird going to the lobby at this like a five star hotel and we would only pay like $80 because I guess there's just certain times where. I guess international billionaires are not traveling and they just let the poor people come in. So it's a beautiful place. I wish my hotel was $80 at the time. I, I stayed at an Airbnb because the hotels were ridiculous at that time. But that is good news to know for my next trip. <laughs> hot wire. Yeah, watch hot wire and, and maybe it'll you'll see that. But um yeah, hot wire had it. What is your biggest regret? Uh, I feel like I don't have a whole lot of regrets. I think I did everything I pretty much wanted to do in undergrad that I wanted to do. Maybe not a regret, but just I wish I had spent more time with different cultures in undergrad. It's really hard to be involved in so many different clubs and organizations um, while balancing school. And I was heavily involved in a lot of the fun things that I felt like were really close to me, but I never got a chance to, you know, attend like Chinese Student Association or Latinx Student Association or uh, different groups for different cultures. So I wish I had done that a lot more and be able to have more like international friends and more friends of different cultures. Well, you can still do that. You know, Virginia Tech has, they still, it is probably free. And at Ohio State, you probably had to pay for it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But you should check into it. Yeah. I definitely, yeah, we definitely have Latin Student Association. We have Asian American Student Association, Black Student Association. So there's definitely a lot of that at school. And I'm getting more involved with those groups as well, because part of what I want to do is travel internationally for my vet career. And so I'm really passionate about meeting different people and cultures. So what do you want to do? Like, what's your fantasy career? What would you be doing? I want to be an international travel vet. So Ideally, I would like to work for a nonprofit or a government association and have them send me out every other month or every month on different projects to different countries. Say the USDA needed me in South Africa for two weeks and they would call me up and send me there and then I would be there two weeks and then a month later, oh, now we need you in Thailand for this. Now we need you in Hawaii on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Do you speak any languages other than English? Because, you know, if you're international, you got to speak those other languages. I do speak Spanish. I'm very rusty, so don't ask, don't ask me to have a conversation right now. Uh, well, too bad, because I was going to talk to you in Spanish, and I'm really good at it. I know a little bit. So I took four years in high school, and I took a full year in undergrad, but I haven't practiced much since then. So I'm rusty. I can understand it pretty well, but my language is, it's rusty, but I'm working on it. So I'm going to try to brush up on it so I can be ready. You know, like you said, I got to be ready to speak other languages when I travel. You got to, or you got to at least put it on your resume and fake it till you make it. Cause maybe the person interviewing doesn't speak Spanish very well, but there's, um, I was just speaking to someone, her name is Maria or Dr. Maria Romano, and she is a, um, 
she travels. She's a veterinarian and she travels all over the world. She was stationed in San Diego for a while, but she just got um, stationed. She has a new job. I can't remember where she works for. She was working for the USDA and then maybe she's working for another organization, but she was just transferred to Italy. So she, she does like what your dream job is. And I think if you're doing that, you probably got to be really good at zoo- okay, okay. zoonotic whoa, whoa, whoa. diseases. I'm just getting a note. We have to go to commercial break. So you guys keep listening and we'll be right back. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with Vet Candy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS app store today. Did you ever read the book The Hot Zone? I haven't. Well, you got to read it. And it's actually about, I think it was about Ebola. And they made it into a movie and they just did a series on it. And one of the characters in it was based on a real veterinarian. Her name is Dr. Nancy Jacks, who was out of, um, I think she was at Kansas. And she she worked for, I don't know who she worked for. She worked for the World Health Organization. I have to look at it but she was one of the people that truly this is based on a real story she actually helped discover ebola she helped you know stop what was going on so and she was a veterinarian but i tell you like that job i don't want it because she had to go into these places you know and i mean one one needle prick of your ppe and you're dead right yeah so she had to go in these places with all these dead monkeys that had died from Ebola. She's like, you know, millimeters away from certain death. So yeah, they can keep Ebola. They can keep that. I don't want to fool with that. <laughs> yes. You want to do, yeah. You don't want to do the real deadly ones, but she's, she's like a super legend. She's a super legend. I would love to have her on our show, but I'm um, going to keep begging her. Cause I would love to hear a story. Yeah. But she, the person who played her was Juliana Margulies. It's I just, I saw it. I, I joined one of those subscription services to see it because I was like, oh my God, this is like a legend. This is like one of our few like veterinary legends out there and stuff. So I was like, oh my God. And I like, I researched her and she really exists. So that maybe you could get a job where you go and you just take care of dogs, like kittens and puppies all around the world, right? No horrible diseases, but yeah. So check it out. And, and I'll, I'll connect you with Maria Romano because she, she knows what to do and how to get into that because it's such a, an alternative career. I don't want to say it's strange, but and an not a typical veterinary career. Okay, cool. So what is your your dream day like? Like if you have unlimited budget, you can go anywhere you want. The clock starts ticking when you get there and you have 24 hours. Where are you going to go and what are you going to do? I've always wanted to go to Japan. I love like Asian culture, but specifically Japan. I want to go there so bad. I love the history and just the culture and the people there. And if I had 24 hours, I would book a flight right now, pack my bags and go straight to Japan. I love the food. Oh my gosh. I could eat sushi till I exploded. You know, they have like little trays of sushi. I could eat like 10 of them. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
You know what's interesting and a lot of people don't know, but they have the coolest desserts, but you don't really see them where you see like the sushis in the grocery store. I lived in New York and there was this little Japanese dessert place and they have like the most beautiful desserts that you don't even want to eat them because they're so beautiful. The best food is always food at hole in the wall spots. That's always been some of the best food I've ever tried. And I've been to New York as well. And all the local spots there, I mean, you can't get enough of it. <laughs> That's true. So what's the, how's the food in Blacksburg? It's okay. Um, there's not many options. Most of the restaurants, there's like one of each thing. I wouldn't say there's too much there that's not in Ohio already. So, you know, there's cookout, you know, that's the Southern thing. They have Red Robin, Texas Roadhouse, Tropical Smoothie, Chipotle, Pan Express, just the typical fast food type restaurants, nothing too special. Have you found like a hole in the wall that has really good food there? I did find this Thai restaurant and it's really, really good. They have amazing soup. I was really sick for about a week this semester and I was like, what? I need food. I need soup. I need something fresh. And I just Googled them and I found out about this beef uh, soup they had and it was delicious. Like I had to go back the next day and get some more soup because it was that good. <laughs> really? Wow. That's great. So cool. So next question, what do you wish you were really good at? Wow. Wow. Okay. So I'm like a jack of all trades. I love to sing. I love to dance. Maybe acting. I wish I could be like a movie star that in another life, I would be in film school right now and I would go for cinematography and acting. So I wish I would be like one of the best actors ever. Oh, well, you got to come. We are, we're always looking for people. We have a bunch of shows we have. And no one is really like an actor, though. But you could be an actor. We do news shows and stuff, which is like that takes some acting, you know, a little bit of acting. You got to have the stage presence. So we'll have to get you up here. OK, I'd love it. Give me my my first debut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The next question I have is, being in the veterinary world, you always see something disgusting. So what's the most cringeworthy thing you've ever seen or worked on? Parasites. Hands down parasites. Flukes. Trematodes. Yeah. Mm -mm. I don't like flukes, especially when there's a lot of them. It looks like flat pasta, like moving around. I don't like it. Oh, I would hate I would hate to have a lung fluke, you know, because you could probably feel them moving around your lungs. They're the, the most disgusting things I've ever seen. I am not even a squirmish person. Like gore does not bother me. Like when we had our necropsy labs, I was like, oh, this is so fun. This is cool. Look at the blood. Look at the organs. That's fine. Although it's hard to eat jelly, like, you know, like a jar of jelly after doing necropsy. You know, especially like a large animal necropsy. I, to this day, like I can't eat like grape jelly. Ugh. So if you could be any animal, what animal would you be? Huh, I get asked this a lot and I feel like I change my answer a lot. Some type of big cat. I love big cats. So like a leopard, probably a leopard or a jaguar. I just think they're so pretty and majestic. <laughs> I mean, some vets, like the last one I talked to, Josetta Adams, she said she wanted to be a whale. But most vets on my show say cat or some type of a cat. That's very interesting. And some of them will actually go into like the big cats and stuff. 
So we have a lot in common. I think we have, you know, we like to be independent. You know, we're introverts, right? You know, cats are perfectionists. This sort of fits with the profile of a veterinarian or a veterinary student, for sure. Okay, next question. If you had a time machine and you could go anywhere at any time, where would you go and what would you do? I would love to go to multiple times. My mom would love to go back to the Roaring Twenties. And I kind of agree with her on that one. I think Roaring Twenties, like Harlem, that type era, Harlem Renaissance, that would be really fun. Also, maybe like the medieval times, like swords and knights and I don't know, wars and things like that, like battle with metal armor. I think that would be really, really fun just to experience because I see so many shows like that on TV. From the sidelines. Yeah, from the sidelines or like maybe be a soldier, but just like have, you know, be immortal. Like, I'm just not going to die. That would be fun. Uh (laughs) Well, that's not going to happen. right? (laughs) That's not happening. Okay, cool. Cool. Is it like Game of Thrones? Is that like what you're talking about? You were liking those kind of shows? Sure. I've actually never seen Game of Thrones. That's on my watch list. But hey, that's if you're into medieval war and, you know, especially if you're into dragons and people killing each other in battle. (laughs) There you go. Okay, cool. Next question. What is the most recent show you binge watched? Speaking of shows. My sister and I just finished uh, the show on Hulu. It's a Hulu original and it's called Kindred. Um, It's only eight episodes. So did we binge it? Yes, but it was over the course of four days. So I don't really count that as binging, but it counts. Sure. Okay. It's about this girl who gets pulled back into like slavery times and it's like she actually gets pulled back. It's not like she's dreaming or it's um, anything like that. She like she gets pulled back and the time in the antebellum period and the time present are different. So like 30 seconds in present day is like five years in the antebellum period. And so she's trying to figure out why she's going back and like her mother is stuck down there. And it's really interesting, very interesting concept. So we watched that this past week. I'm going to watch that. That sounds really cool. I was just reading about it. It says, as Dana, a young black woman and aspiring writer begins to settle into her new home, she finds herself being pulled back and forth in time, emerging at a 19th century plantation and confronting secrets she never knew ran through her blood. Ooh, I've got to watch that. It's really interesting. Um, And it's based on a book, I believe. There's a lot more to the story. And I might read the book. I might not. We'll see. But there's lots of seasons to come, and I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah, I was just seeing they said the new season's coming out soon. So I'm going to definitely check that out. So cool. That's why I asked this question, because I I go after I talk to people, I go and I watch the shows and everybody's always right. Although a lot of people from we did some podcasts with um, some vets in Alaska. Almost everyone said Yellowstone. And I haven't watched that yet. I heard it's very brutal, like a lot of violence. I don't think I've heard of that. Yellowstone, what is that about? I guess it's about like Wyoming in the 1800s. You know, Westworld where they go back in time, but it was like back in time. And then they have a prequel for it. But I've had so many people tell me that. Even um, Dr. Craig Clifford, who's the Philadelphia veterinary oncologist, said that that is like he loved that show too. So I don't know. I just don't want to watch a bunch of violence. So maybe I'll watch it and fast forward the violence. But 
everyone's saying it's like really good. Okay, I'll have to put that on my watch list then. And they say it's good, but if it, it's going to be very violent. I mean, I can only imagine the 1800s is going to be violent. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, oh, 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 hold that thought. We've got to go to commercial break and we'll be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Vet Candy Life is a talk show hosted by well-being gurus, Dr. Quincy Hawley and Renee Michelle. Each episode features expert tips, lifestyle advice, and real-life experiences from the most interesting people in the world. Check it out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. So I know you love music. So if you could only hear one song for the rest of your life or one artist for the rest of your life, who would that be? Justin Bieber, hands down. Really? You weren't expecting that answer, were you? No, but you know, he is so talented. Like like the song Unholy is so beautiful. Like all these songs he came out with during the pandemic are so beautiful. I love him. I've been a fan of him since I was like eight years old. I had the doll. I had, I still to this day have my Justin Bieber comforter. Do I sleep with it? No, but I love him like, I just love his character. He's just someone I would love to meet. And he bounced back. Like he was going downhill and he bounced back. Yeah, I think he would be a really nice guy. What do you think about him and Selena? Did they belong together or maybe they didn't? I don't think they did. I used to think they did. And I used to be upset that he broke up with whatever. It didn't work out. But um, I don't think that they belong together. Or maybe the timing was wrong. Yeah, I I think the timing was definitely wrong. And I think it was just one of those things where, you know, she's on Disney and she, you know, she made songs herself. So um, a lot of times artists try to be with someone who's like similar to them in the industry, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're compatible. And I think that's what happened with his case. But they were so cute when they first started dating, though. Weren't they cute together? Yeah, I would have been cuter, but (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. Not really, but you know, it's fine. He's married now. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess they have a good relationship. It seems like she's not a singer and she's trying to do things on her own. I don't know. I think they, I think it's so cute that they got married young. They got, you know, they have this, you know, a a relationship. It seems like they really care about each other. Yeah. I'm happy for him. (laughs) Yeah. But his songs, like the songs that came out during the pandemic were like some of my like favorite songs of all time that he did. I can't remember the other one. I get my weed in California. Peaches, right? Peaches. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That was such a cute song. It's so cute. My kids sing it. And I'm like, they don't even know what weed is, but they sing it. <laughs> they don't even know what it is. Okay, next question. What is your go-to karaoke song? You were brought in someplace. Justin Bieber broke up with Haley and he's in the audience and he's looking for a star to sing with on his next tour. And you are up to bat at the karaoke. What are you going to sing to Justin? Um, well, it would have to be one of his songs, of course. Um, I was going to pick a Justin Bieber song anyway. Let's go, let's go old school or not really old school, but let's, let's bring it back and do baby. His first big song. I think that would, that would get the audience going. He would love that. It's an all time favorite classic. So 
I was seeing baby. <laughs> and if you could move, well, you, you did talk about how you want to travel the world, but if you could move anywhere in the world, where would you go? And pretty much you can, because the world is your oyster. You're one of only a few veterinarians on the planet. There's so many job opportunities. So where would you go if you could go anywhere? So I really want to live in Arizona or Texas. That's lame um, because I know it's in the United States, but I really want to live out West. I'm just drawn to out West. But internationally speaking, I think I would live in Italy. Um, I love the history that's there, the architecture. It's just really pretty. I love how like if you live on the coast, you know, you get the beach life. But then there's like the city life and the getting to interact with like the civilians there and the culture. And uh, I just think it's a perfect balance of what I would like to have, you know, when I'm an adult adult. So Italy is definitely a spot, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. But like realistically, you probably when you get out of school, you're going to be looking or you're not going to live in Atlanta near your sister. I'm weird. So I know a lot of people like to live with their family and be super close. I am not that person. Not that I don't love my family, but I just feel like, you know, it's my life. I should be able to kind of live where I want. And I'm drawn to Arizona and Texas. And I feel like Atlanta's taken. You know, my sister lived here. She moved here first. So I don't want to be a copycat. So I'm looking at Dallas, Houston, Phoenix, Arizona. So we'll see. That's, you know, but they're re it's really hot there. It is. It's going to be a big change. You know, I'm used to seasons in Ohio and snow. For the winter, I'm probably going to come back here, to be honest. I don't want it to be 90 degrees on Christmas Day. But overall, I would love to live there. I can tell you there are plenty of jobs over there. I know I know people that are hiring right now that would hire you to come out and work for them when you're done. So you will not have a problem. I actually know um, Betsy Saul. She's one of the co-founders of PetFinder.com. She actually now has, um, she sold PetFinder. Now she has Hill House Call Veterinarians. And she's giving away four practices in Reno. She's trying to bring veterinary care to areas that have veterinary deserts. And so she can't find anyone to take them. <laughs> she It's just crazy. Like she's trying to give them away. So if you're ready, she will give you a practice. You just go there. You take care of the animals. Yeah, they they pay you and they give you your own practice. Like you go there and they pay you a salary for four years. The end of the four years, the practice is yours. Wow, that's awesome. That's a really great opportunity. Why are people not taking this opportunity? Come on, people. I was talking to her and I'm like, I feel like people think it's too good to be true. It is too good to be true, but it's true. So, yeah, I don't know. So tell your friends, if anybody wants to move to Reno, she's give it to you on a silver platter. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay, I hate to stop you here. I feel so bad. But let's stop right here. Keep your thoughts. And let's go to a commercial break. And we'll be right back. <laughs> We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso. Do you want to keep up with everything Vet Med? Then check out my show on Vet Candy TV. We talk about clinical updates, science news, plus some of the coolest people in our profession. Stream at My Vet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. 
the next question is, what is the biggest lesson you've ever learned? It could be about vet med, it could be about personal life or career. So what is the biggest lesson you've ever learned? Uh, I think the biggest lesson I've ever learned is, well, it comes from my freshman year of undergrad. I had a really hard time often thinking that because I was struggling academically that I wasn't meant for college, that I was dumb. And even though I wasn't, had straight A's in high school, you know, typical vet student. But even despite all my success from high school, I still felt like an imposter. Like I had imposter syndrome a bit because it was such a rude awakening, like getting my first F ever. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, And I was really down about that. And so I often felt like I pretty much had like a fixed mindset, I would say, in undergrad, uh, my freshman year at least. And I thought, you know, I guess I'm not going to get any sparner. I guess this is just how college is going to be. Um, let me start looking at other options. Maybe I should drop out and go to community college because I knew college would be hard, but I didn't think it'd be this hard. You know, I just kept kind of having those conversations with myself. But eventually um, I got out of it. I got help. I figured out what was working, what wasn't working. And I learned to have a growth mindset. And I think that's crucial to not only students, but any professional or any working individual. Having a growth mindset is really crucial um, to being successful and having a good mental well-being. So that's probably the biggest lesson I've ever learned is to not doubt myself, trust in myself, trust God. And know that I'm not stuck in my intelligence, that I'm smart and I'm more than capable. And, you know, all it takes is really having a positive attitude and learning to have a growth mindset. That's very adult of you. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 22. <laughs> you know, you when I first started talking to you, I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so mature. I get that a lot. Surprisingly, I get that a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> That's a very mature thing to say. That's like something you would realize when you're like in your 50s, right? That you would realize that's a very, very deep. You're very deep. And that like imposter syndrome is something that actually comes up a lot on our podcast here. When we're talking to people, it's very common. There's there's so many people I was talking to. Dr. Mira Tabit, she's in Lebanon and she was talking about how she had imposter syndrome. She never felt like she was worthy. She has her own practice and she says she still feels like that. And you know, we were talking about it. Like if you look on social media, you'll see these big stars in the veterinary world who are board certified in surgery and they still have imposter syndrome. So it's it's very prevalent, which is which is sad. I guess it's sad. At least people are talking about it because if you don't talk about it and you think it's only you, then you're just going to silently suffer. Okay, next question. What is the one thing you can't live without? Well, I'll be cliche. Well, it's not really cliche. I'll say... God, for sure, my faith and my relationship with God, for sure. But as far as like a physical, tangible thing that I have in school, I would say my iPad, my laptop. That sounds really like a weird answer, but I depend on my iPad and my laptop for like everything school related. So if I did not have my iPad to take notes and annotate and um, practice all my study material, I don't know what I would do. Um, I'm very thankful for technology and the era that I got to grow up in. So 
I definitely cannot be anywhere without. I have my iPad right here, right next to my laptop as we speak. So that's good. I mean, I think it's good to be spiritual. And I do see that there are veterinary students that are, you know, are openly talking about that. I think maybe sometimes they're embarrassed to talk about it, but sometimes it helps you. We know to be spiritual when you have like you're having a tough time at school or you're having it's it's nice to have that that kind of an outlet. Right. Ugh, the mess I went through my freshman year um, without God. Your freshman year in undergrad. Right. OK, because your first year, like first year now, which is like if someone was in the veteran world. OK, so your first year was your first because that's a so did you so you went from Toledo to Columbus, too. Right. So you went to a new town. You had all that stuff going on. So you had to get your act together. So, okay. And then you got your act together, right? Then you figured it out. Yes, I did. And I am literally sitting before you today because of God getting me out of that. It was a rough time. I could probably talk an hour about my freshman year of undergrad, but... Maybe for another time. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay because you could still come. But then you had like mine, like I'd already gotten to vet school and then I had my bad semester was my last semester in um, like my third year of undergrad. I like, for some reason, I took a bunch of classes. I never went to the classes and I got, I had like two jobs and then I hang, hung out my friends at the lake and I had like the best tan and the lowest GPA of my life. So if I had not left for vet school, I would, I don't know what I would have done. I mean, it was awful. I had a 0.8, but I'd already gotten to vet school, but it was my fault. And I was so stupid. I didn't, I should have withdrawn. First of all, I should have gone to class. I should have taken, I don't know what was wrong with me. I guess everybody goes through a rebellion period or whatever, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. It was crazy. When I saw what I was doing, you know, I was embarrassed, though. I should have withdrawn. So, but anyway, everybody has bad time. And then the same thing when I went to vet school my first year, I had, I moved from West Virginia to Alabama, which was a culture shock. I thought I was from the South until I lived in Alabama. And it was such a culture shock. And you're in a room full of people that were like the most competitive people from their school. And you're all in a room and it's like, it was very strange. So my first year was bad. But then my second year and third and fourth, I did really well. So everybody has that. So your first year, you're doing really well, right? I am doing pretty well. To be honest, I was really nervous to start vet school. I was nervous because in undergrad, I was, like I said before, I was so involved in so many things. I have so many different passions outside of vet med. So I was scared that I would lose those parts of myself starting vet school because I knew I would have to shift my priorities and not be able to focus on all my extra hobbies or extracurriculars. But to my surprise, it actually ended up being a lot better than I thought. I know it's going to get tougher. I know it's going to get harder, but I am thankful that I made it through this semester and I didn't lose myself. I still dance. I still go out and have fun. I still hang out with friends. I still go to the movies. It's about balance and time management. So I am surprisingly doing well. Oh, good. Well, that's good to know. That's good. Um, what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Ice cream. Being a lactose intolerant person. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, I'm lactose intolerant. It's not that bad. It's really like a, I have to pick and choose my battles each day type of thing. You know, I can have butter. I can have things like that. But I have to be very mindful with cheese. I have to be mindful with dairy but some days I really don't care 
I'm like, you know, I don't care if my stomach is going to hurt today. I am just going to drink a a milkshake because that's what I want. So that's definitely my guilty pleasure for sure. And going to the movies. I love movies. I love TV. So what is your favorite ice cream? Do you have a favorite brand and flavor? I don't have a favorite brand, but my favorite flavor, at least my go-to is cookies and cream. I love Oreo. I feel like if you, if I go to a new ice cream place and their cookies and cream isn't good, then I don't trust the rest of the ice cream because how can you mess up cookies and cream? You know, you can't. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's so many different brands. Like I have a friend and his favorite one is vanilla Haagen-Dazs, which I guess makes him a classic. Like he likes, cause I guess the same thing. If you screw up vanilla, then you, you know, what can you do? And there's some really cool, back in New York, they had this, they had some cool ice cream, like they called them lab, there was one called an ice cream laboratory, and you go in and it was like amazing, like the different flavors. One time we had celery flavored ice cream. It was good. It was good? Are you really? They had one, it was called, um, it was olive oil. Oh, I don't think I could eat that. So, see, celery already doesn't have flavor. It just tastes like water. It was really good. It was so good. I don't know. These people were geniuses. They would make the weirdest ice creams. But yeah. Have you ever had avocado ice cream? I haven't. It's really good. It's so easy to make. You can take an like a ripe avocado and you, you blend it and you add in condensed milk, which might work for you if you're lactose intolerant. You might be able to eat condensed milk. And it makes like this gelato if it's you know, you can chill it or whatever, and it makes like a gelato, and it's so creamy. It's based on this Vietnamese milkshake, which I can't even pronounce it, which is, it's um, avocado, condensed milk, and then they put ice in it, and they make this like, it's so good, and it's so healthy, because you're, you're drinking like avocado, but it, it sounds horrible, but it's delicious, and it looks like baby puke, because it's like green color. It's so good. And then sometimes I'll make it and I'll put like dark chocolate chips in it. And it's like delicious. But again, it looks disgusting. It looks so disgusting, but it's really good. You just got to don't think about it and and try it because it's really good. Just, yeah, just hold your breath. Just close your eyes. Just eat it. (laughs) Okay. And now for your last question, if you were a superhero and you had any power you wanted, what would it be? This is easy. Control time and be able to read minds. But if I could only choose one, I would control time. Have you seen the movie Click? Yes. I wish I could do something like that where I could just have a remote and rewind or go forward or press pause or whatever, um, go back in time. I probably wouldn't go forward in time, but I would love to be able to control time. Time is so precious to me. And I, if I could just pause time take a five hour break and do nothing and then start doing homework and studying. It's like, I didn't waste any time. You know, I just start where I left off. (laughs) Yeah. Like when you want to take a nap, you know, pause time, but it would be paused just for you or for the world. It had to be paused for everybody, right? It would pause for everyone. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. That sounds cool. Like you have a, like you're working on a horse and it's getting ready to kick you. Pause time. Move out of the way. (laughs) Time back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Hold it right there. Let's take a break and go to our sponsor and we'll come right back and finish this conversation. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. 
this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. It was so nice talking to you today. This is such an interesting conversation. You're very, like, I feel like I'm talking to someone who is much older than you are. And you're very, you're very mature. So if, if somebody wanted to connect with you, I found you on Instagram. So is that where they would connect with you? Sure. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn. My Instagram handle is at underscore N-O-N-Y-E-W underscore. Nonye, I love that name. That's so nice. And then you're on LinkedIn as well for your businessy stuff. So cool. Thank you for being on our show. I feel like you're here. Yeah. And and so listeners, um, if you want to connect with her, check her out on Instagram. That's where I found her. And she had the most beautiful dress at your graduation I've ever seen. Did you have that designed? I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I did not. I got it from Windsor. Really? It's gorgeous. It was beautiful. It's like a white dress and it's longer on one side and comes up on the other. It's just beautiful. So I was like, wow, that's a beautiful dress. It's the first thing I thought. So if you want to check out the dress we're talking about, check it out on on Nonya's um, Instagram and stay tuned because um, next up we have some really great guests coming up. We have Josetta Adams from UPenn. We have all kinds of um, cool people coming up and thank you very much for listening. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.